Hello and welcome to the Magic Ball from Bear Camp Podcast. I am your host, Sam. I'm known as that official, official El Samo on Twitter. Welcome to episode nine. This podcast is available on Podomatic, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Today, we will be reviewing the North London Derby and doing a quick preview of the Olympiakos second leg, their tie in the Europa League. And I have a massive guest tonight. It's an honor and pleasure to have this person, ladies and gentlemen, an ex-Arsenal player, Kevin Campbell. Hello, Kevin. How are you doing? Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Fantastic. It's an absolute honour to have you on here tonight, uh, Kev. It's a, it's a fantastic feeling. So, uh, Kevin, how, how are you doing? Uh, well, I've got to say, Sam, I'm buzzing after the North London derby. I'm still happy. I'm still really, really buzzing and, and, and pleased seeing the team come back from a goal, going a goal down. And, uh, and showing they've, they've got some fight in them. And, uh, you know, even during this COVID time, I think it's, uh, I'm okay, I'm healthy, I'm happy, the family's fine. So Arsenal winning, what more, what more do I need? Fantastic, fantastic. So Kevin, you want to give us a quick uh, rundown of your thoughts of the game? Just a quick rundown of everything? Yeah, no, I, I thought Arsenal, obviously Arsenal started much better than Spurs did. Uh, and I could say for 80 minutes, Arsenal bossed the game. It was just a matter of time before we were going to score. But our Achilles' heels at times, Sam, has been, you know, we, 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 we take charge of the game, we create chances and we don't take them. And then you get done by the sucker punch. And that's what happened. Obviously, Son went off, which, uh, you know, he'd done his hamstring. And Lamella comes on and Lamella scores a, he scores a, a, a brilliant goal with a Rabona, which uh, is a bit fortunate because it goes through Thomas Partey's legs, but, you know, he had the audacity to try it and um, it went in the bottom corner. And after dominating the game for probably 30 odd minutes or whatever, you find yourself a goal down and, um, you know, you just think, is it going to be our day? But I've got to say, you know, Kieran Tierney, Emil Smith rolled down at left-hand side, Martin Odegaard, you know, they, they were outstanding. Gabriel um, and David Luiz, they dealt with Harry Kane at the back. And, you know, Kieran Tierney gave Doherty nightmares, didn't he? And uh, went to beat him on the left, cut it back for Odegaard to score with a little deflection, which we'll take. And then, you know, we, we were all over Spurs, to be honest. And uh, it was just a matter of could we get in and, and get an opportunity? And an opportunity, Pepe, great pass into Lacazette. Lacazette didn't quite get, get his shot off, but he got, um, he got fouled by um, Davison Sanchez and it's a penalty. And uh, I know there's a lot of people moaning, it wasn't a penalty, that, that, nonsense. That is a penalty, 100%. Davison Sanchez tackled our player and didn't get the ball. Tackled him in the box, so it's a penalty. End of. And Lacazette... Jermaine Gina seems to disagree with that. And, uh, well... I- well, a lot of a lot of the um, experts tends to disagree with it. I'm finding, but it's amazing, isn't it, that they disagree with it? But whenever things go their way, they never uh, they never disagree with that, do they? Facts. So facts. Yeah. I, I have to I applaud you because that is absolute facts, Kevin. This is the reason why you're one of my favorite pundits that I see on TV, and Jermaine Genius can never touch touch your levels. And let's be honest. If Jermaine Genius was to become that match of the day host, give it a few years' time, if Gary Lineker was to retire, 
BBC would lose the rights and it would go straight to ITV. That's that's how bad Jermaine Genius is in the Pundit. I'm not going to lie to you. But the thing is, Sam, you've got to, you've got to tell the truth. And do you know? Do you know? For me, when I when I look at these games, I tell the truth because you know what, Sam, you could stand on the truth. And the truth of the matter is, the defender is out of control. He makes a challenge on Lacazette and takes him down in the box. Whether the ball is there or not, you can't do it anywhere else on the pitch. So you can't do it in the box. So Lacazette picks himself up and coolly slots the ball away. And for, for 80 minutes, Sam, we're, we're cruising. And then after Lamella gets sent off for a, a elbowing um, Kieran T in his face, our game management all of a sudden went all over. We, were, you know, it's like we couldn't pass the ball. It's like we didn't know what to do. It was crazy. And we had to get over the line and we had a few scares. You know, it was an offside goal by Kane. Kane hit the post and uh, Gabriel headed one kind of away, which was going in. But we, did, we got what we deserved, Sam, and that was to win the game. And I am so proud of the boys and I'm so proud of Mikel Arteta for making that decision to drop Aubameyang. The captain cannot do what he's done. And he was, he was 100% right to do it. Perfect, perfect. So now we move on to um, the second, uh, our second leg tie against Olympiacos. Uh, just give us, if you'd just like to, Kevin, just give us a quick preview on what do you think will happen in the game and what you would like to see during the game. And if anything, give us your predicted lineup as well, Kevin. Uh, predicted line. Let me start with a predicted lineup. I'm going to go Leno, Bellerin, um, Louise, Gabriel, Kieran Tierney, left back. Midfield, I think they're going to go. I'm going to. Partey and Jack, I have to start in there. Um, the top end of the pitch, I think things might change. I think Abamyang might come in uh, at the top end of the pitch. I think Smith Rowe will play. I think Odegaard will play. And Pepe, because I think um, Saka's got a hamstring. So, yeah, that'll be, that'll be my, my team. And uh, I think that the first goal is the key. Here, Sam, the first goal is the key. We've got three away goals, which is great. But we get one more goal, and that's 4-1. You can't, you can't see Olympiaka scoring, you, you know, three goals at at the Emirates, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, I'm looking to put them to bed early. If we could put them to bed, you know, get a couple of goals up, I think we've got to be aggressive. We can't let them come there and us sit back and play slow. We've got to play fast. We've got to play through the lines. And we, we, we've, we've got to hurt them. And that's what I want. I want Aubameyang to take his anger out on them. I agree. You know, seeing as he missed a last-minute chance that could have sent us to the last 16 a year ago, he might be able to just uh, uh, cause redemption on this one. And uh, Kevin, in The Athletic uh, on Sunday, it was mentioned that 23 minutes after full-time, the whistle had blown to confirm Arsenal's victory. And the last one in, but first one, that was Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. What's your opinions on this? Yeah, he's not happy. Obviously, he's not happy. He's the captain. He wanted to play. He turned up late. And uh, he got reprimanded. And yeah, it's not, listen, it's not nice when, you know, you, you're the man. He's the man, he's the captain, he's the, he's, the, he's the best goal scorer we got. And he's left on the bench. He wasn't happy, but that's not a problem. 
I want to see, show me how much it means to you. Thursday. Thursday's coming up. I don't mind you storming off in your car. When you come back and it's time to play, show me. Don't tell me, show me. So Abamyang, you got to show all the gooners that you're, that you're hungry. Fantastic, fantastic. And now we're going to move on to the last uh, section of, of this podcast, which is questions that we get from uh, Twitter that people uh, did uh, tweet. Uh, first one was from Over Accuracy. Do you think Aubameyang's time at Arsenal is up? No, I don't. I think that Arsenal have committed uh, big money to Aubameyang. Um, but Aubameyang has to toe the line. And if he's going to be captain, there comes a lot of, you know, there's a lot of prestige with being captain of Arsenal. So he has to toe the line. He's got reprimanded, you know, Mikel Arteta, rightly so, put him in his place and dropped him. And now let's let's see the captain emerge. Let's see the hungry captain emerge. Fantastic. Uh, second question is from at FTLOL Podcast. Where do you think Arsenal, where do you predict Arsenal to finish in the Premier League this season? I think Arsenal could finish any, anywhere between 10th and 6th, I think they can. And uh, I think there's, there's enough points. We seem to be on the up in our form right now. There seems to be a little bit more steel, a bit better culture in the team um, right now. And, and we've got to go for it. You know, we've got nothing to lose. Being 10th in the league sometimes is, is a false position. We had a terrible first half of the season, but we're starting to pick up now. And sometimes it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And if we could finish properly, you know, why couldn't we get top top six? Why couldn't we get sixth? But it's going to be a hard task, but we've got to go for it. Fantastic. I uh, got one question from uh, Mr. DNA007. He asked, do you think we have enough firepower to win the Europa League and also... What transfer business do you think needs to be doing in which positions? And do you think the board will back Mikel Arteta with that? Gee, that's a long one. Um, yeah, do I think we have enough firepower? Yes, I do. Um, at the moment, we do. I think we have more than enough quality at the top end of the pitch. The problem, Our problem has been we haven't seen it enough. And the, the boys haven't been consistent enough. Um, what positions and... and uh, Will the, will the club back Arteta? I expect them to back Arteta. Um, I think, obviously, a right-back's needed. Um, a right-back's needed for competition. I think there might be some outgoings. I think the outgoings might be as important as the incomings. Um, I think Kieran Tierney needs a, a, a left-back uh, cover. Uh, I think Thomas Partey needs a, a, a midfield partner uh, in there. Another one, so we might need we might need one or two. Um, Eve Basuma, I like, or anyone like that, you know, someone who can get about the pitch, put their foot in, and is physical. I love that. Um, and I still think we might need another striker because I'm not convinced, um, that Lacazette's going to still be at the club. I love Lacazette, I think he does a great job for the team, but I just think Mikel Arteta might make a change. Um, at the top end of the pitch and get the age down. Fantastic. Uh, another, another question uh, from uh, uh, Hashim Bot 001. Who's the best player you've ever played with? Uh, best player I've ever played with? Oof. Uh, 
could listen. I could I could I could name a, uh, quite a few players, um, but I mean, you could say Tony Adams. You could say Dave Rollcastle. You could say I could say Paul Gascoigne. Um, probably Gaza for what he done in the ninety ninety World Cup and except at that. But Tony Adams was unbelievable. Rollcastle was um, his ability was ridiculous. When everybody else had free play. The manager restricted him to two touch because he was that good. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and Joseph Tanzi too asked thoughts on Arteta and where he's taking the club. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm firmly behind the manager. Um, I know the job that he's he's got to do is an, an easy one, and I know there's a lot of fans who are sitting on the fence. Which hey, he's, he, fans are allowed to sit on the fence, no problem. But I just think with the the, the job that he's got on his hands. It's 16 years since we've been since we last won the the league, so he's got 16 years of crap to clean up, and I think he's doing that admirably. For the first time in a decade, everybody knew we needed a centre half and a centre midfielder. None of the managers before him rectified that position, and what does the first thing Mikel Arteta does? He goes and buys Gabriel and, and Thomas Partey. Perfect. And you see what a difference these guys make to the team. So I, I think we need to put a little bit more trust in him. Um, I know it's not going to be easy because he's a novice manager, so to speak. But how many novice managers win a trophy in six months? There ain't many. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm fully behind him. Yeah. And then we move on to the last two questions. Uh, the, first, the first one is at Slinkification on Instagram asks, what was it like playing with Whitey and who had the biggest dressing room presence? Uh, it was it was a it was fun a lot of fun playing with Ian Wright. Um, there was a lot of determination in in that that whole team. So Ian Wright joined from Crystal Palace. He joined up. We were league champions when he joined. So there were a load of big characters in the dressing room. That back five were were brilliant, great characters. You know, you had internationals all over the place in that squad. So there wasn't just one player. Probably the biggest presence was Tony Adams because he was the captain. But there was uh, Steve Bold was a big presence in there as well. And um, Dave Seam was a big presence. You know, Rocky, Mickey Thomas, Paul Davis, David O'Leary was still there. He was a massive presence as well. And, um, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a great time to be at Arsenal, I'll tell you that. Fantastic. And the last question comes from at Bodner. So, uh, what, what do you think of uh, Martin Odegaard? Uh, I, I've liked him. I've, I've been. I watched him all of last season when he was at Real Sociedad, and um, I was on a pod last year. Um, and somebody mentioned to me, you know, who would you who would you choose to come to Arsenal? And I said Martin Odegaard, till he's young enough and he's really good. And I was so pleased when Mikel Arteta went for him at Real Madrid because he's not getting a game. And you see his qualities. He plays the game effortless. He's he's got fantastic technique. He's adding goals now to, to his, you know, flawless technique. And I know he's only on loan, but please, Mikel Arteta, side him because I think he makes us better. Fantastic, fantastic. And uh, yeah, last question from me. This will come from me. <laughs> the last thing I promise I'll ask you. Yeah. Do you think we will win the Europa League? If we get past Olympiacos and we do draw one of the, either United or Spurs, if they make it through as well, do you think we can beat them and go on and lift the trophy? 
Of course. We've beat them already this season. Of course we can. We're Arsenal. The problem we have is the consistency. That's what our problem has always been. But again, you know, first half of the season, we haven't been great. But second half of the season, we're starting to pick up. And this is the, if ever it's time to get hot, this is the time for us to get hot. So can we win it? Of course we can, Sam. Fantastic. Fantastic. And uh, that was it for episode nine of Magic of the Magic Ball from Bearcamp Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and shout the podcast out. I just want to say massive thank you to Kevin Campbell for featuring. Kevin, I understand you are a very busy person and thank you for taking the time out to be on this podcast. It means it means the world. It means it means a lot to me. You know, the fact that you've come on the you've come on the podcast. Make sure everybody checks and follows Kevin Campbell on Twitter. Um, I'll put the details in in the subscription in the uh, in the description rather not the subscription. Uh, Kevin, thank you for coming on. It's been a fantastic pleasure to have you on. Just to let you know, Sam, thank you for having me on, and I look forward to speaking to you again. Hopefully, when we're going further deep in the uh, Europa League. Fantastic. That was it, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. <laughs>